Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm, what the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Guess what this weekend is? That's right. It's West Virginia Trifecta Weekend. It's going to be so much fun. I love this weekend. I've been every single year they've had the race there. It's always a good time. It's always a U.S. National Series race. Everybody's usually there. And it's just, it's a great course. I've never been at this race when the weather's been bad. I mean, yeah, it's always been kind of hot, but I've never been, they've never had like a downpour of rain at this race or nothing like that. It's its just always been a good race. And if you've never done it, I suggest you do. I will be there all weekend racing all three races. Uh, and I'm not even coming back until Monday, so I'll be able to hang around some on Sunday too. So if you see me there, come up to me and say what's Also, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Killington is less than three weeks away. It's less than two and a half weeks away. Are you ready? Did you get all the training in for the Ultra that you planned? Are you nervous? I am. I'm always nervous going to Killington. It's like, and I'm not going to say it's the hardest race, but it's a mother bitch. For sure. And, uh, you know, I suggest everybody go to Killington and do it once. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be the Ultra. It can just be the Beast. It's an awesome venue. It's beautiful out there. And uh, it's just always a challenge. And that's one race I go to every year. And when I do the Ultra, it's uh, I tow that line wondering, is this going to be the race that I don't finish? Because... It's, it's a tough race. Anyway, I thought I would add that little bit of information in there because on this episode, I have Joseph Izzy on. And we talk a little bit, or hell, we talk a lot of bit about ultras. Uh, Joseph just placed second place in elite at the Fayetteville Ultra that was, well, I guess it was a couple of months ago. And uh, we talk about that, and we talk about going to Killington this year, and we talk about how he got an OCR. So, uh, Joseph's a really cool guy, and uh, he pretty much goes by Izzy. But uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, and like I said, you know, if you're getting ready for an ultra or just want to hear some people talk about ultras and talk about Killington and Fayetteville, this is a good episode. And I hope you enjoy it. Joseph Izzy, what is going on, man? Hey man, how's it going, brother? Pretty good, dude. So it's it is ten fourteen, and you were just getting off work, and and you're a cook, right? Oh uh, yes, sir. So uh, is that like something you wanted to be like when you grew up? Like, how did you get into doing that line of work? It wasn't really what I wanted to in the beginning, but it's what I had to. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So uh, like. 
well, let's just start over from the beginning, man. Like, where are you from, man? Where are you living at now, dude? So, I'm I'm from Warwick, Rhode Island. That's where I was born. Right. Uh, we lived there until I was about ten years old, and then we 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 got situated down in Florida. Um, my parents just needed to change, you know, the the cold weather and all. Uh, my father was a state trooper up there. Yeah. And uh, he was just looking for something different, and it just happened to be St. Augustine, Florida. Been here since. Did your parents watch Providence when you were growing up? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I remember that show. Yeah. <laughs> I used to remember, because I was like, oh, man, I was probably like a teenager when it was out. I'm a little bit older than you. And uh, I remember thinking that the chick that was the main character, I was like, she's kind of hot. But anyway. <laughs> so uh so man like so how did you come you said y'all moved to st augustine so like how did you come about like being a cook man like because that it's interesting to me dude mm-hmm. well um you know i you know i it, obviously it, it was it was a job at first you know it was a job i needed um right and i just i needed to bury my head in work because i was just getting out of some uh some some life difficulties, you know, some uh, financial troubles and uh, and all that. So, um, you know, I just buried my head in work, and it just uh, I've been there for a while, and and now I'm running the kitchen, running the show, and and uh, I'm making good money doing it. You know, um, right. I'm a firm believer, man, in life that um, you know, no matter what you do, man, as long as you put your heart and mind to it, you know, you can you can be successful doing it. You know. Dude, my hat is off to you because anybody that cooks is busting their ass. I don't oh, care what no. restaurant it's at, man. Anybody that cooks is busting their ass, man. And I mean, I like, man, when I go to the Waffle House and eat Waffle House, I'll, I will sit there and, and watch that cook. And I'm thinking, man, that dude is busting his ass. You know what I mean? And so, man, I, my, my hat is off to anybody that's a cook, man. And and you were telling me before we started recording that, like, you work 10 a.m. until, like, 10 at night. And then yeah. you still find time to train, and you got a family, man. That's, man, that's just impressive, dude. Like, I probably wouldn't be able to, I probably wouldn't be able to muster the strength, you know, to work after, you know, to work out, you know, after having a long day like that, man. That's pretty just- awesome. It just takes uh, some really good time management skills and, uh, you know, just a dedication and focus, you know, I mean, that's, that's all. And then, you know, all my life I've had this strong work ethic, um, and it's just carried me over to everything that I do. You know, it's, that's, that's that extremely strong work ethic. And, uh, I just, it, I put, I apply that to everything in life. Right. And, uh, so like me and my girlfriend, we always like FaceTime each other, like right before we go to bed at night. And uh, I was talking to her a little earlier, and, and I was telling her about how you were cooking all. And I've already, man, we've already been like looking at the menu at the restaurant you work at and shit. And man, I was like, damn, man, this place sounds like pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, in, in my neck of the woods, man, you come see me. Oh man, I definitely will, man. Like, man, y'all got a hellacious menu there too, man. Dude, it's gnarly. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest menu in town. I mean, we feed, I mean, thousand, like almost a thousand covers a night, like on a busy night. I mean, it's insane, dude. Um, okay. you know, we're, one of the, we're one of the busiest, most popular restaurants in town. We're situated in a really good location. Right. Like, how big is the restaurant? Is it a huge restaurant? Seriously, no. 
physically, no. But yeah. I mean, we pump out some food, man. Um, when COVID struck, I mean, we were feeding all the the essential workers, all the all the oh wow, the, all the EMTs, the hospital workers, the firefighters. I mean, we made a day just for them. Man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, it was crazy, dude. It was brutal. Mm. But uh, you know, I, I, it's you know, it makes you feel good doing something. You know, uh, where, where you could like you know. Dude, we're feeding the town essentially you know, yeah. in, in a rough time. You know, I mean, we're doing something for the community, man. You know, I mean, it's good stuff. So, man, like, what's what's the hardest thing about being a cook, dude? It's definitely the hours. I mean, you got to be about the grind, dude. Right. You got to be about the grind. And you know, it's funny because it goes hand in hand with what I like to do. You know, with 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 my you know the endurance sports I like to do. You know, running ultras. Um, you know, I'm on my feet twelve hours a day. Right. And then I got to, you know, you got to do the, the proper training to run those long distance events. I mean, you, you just, you got to be about it, man. You know, you, you can't get burned out. You got to be immune to the burnout. Yeah. Um, and it took a long time for me to get to that level, you know, and it's not something, it's not like it was something that was planned. I never planned. I was never an athlete growing up, man. Right. Never. I was not, I did not do sports. I mean. Um, you know, I did the opposite, you know, but you know, I I wasn't, you know, I was never like out of shape. I wasn't big, you know, out of shape. I was like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Right. So, um, you know, and you know, the only running I did was, was running, you know, from the cops probably. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was not an athlete. You know, I, there was times I always had an interest in school, um, wanting to do sports but i was just so dysfunctional and i just uh i couldn't couldn't focus on any goals in life because of too many distractions so it just never happened um so uh i mean a couple more restaurant questions dude like i mean out of everything there like what's like your favorite thing on the menu to eat (laughs) oh man uh i don't know man I, 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 seriously, I just like to eat anything, any, anything that's going to fuel my body, dude. <laughs> dude, man, how do you stay in shape cooking all that good food, man? You know, um, my caloric intake right now is about 3,500 a day. And the hardest part about that is getting that in me. Man, if it's, I ate 3,500 calories a day, I'd just get fat. It's, that's, <laughs> that's a struggle. Well, I mean, you know, we're, I'm on my feet all day, but yeah. I mean, we're not. You know, we're running around. I mean, we're doing labor stuff all day, uh, yelling, screaming, hollering. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, t- you know, it's always tense. You know, in the kitchen. Uh, you know, and I mean, you ain't leaning. You know, I mean, you, right. we work, and, and you know, from open to close, and you know, I got to keep fueled. You know, not just to get through the day, but then you know, I got to think about training and then recovery, and then you know, it's definitely, um, you know, it definitely adds a different layer, another depth to to all to all that. Um, athletic training that i do i know that peanut butter pie looks good oh yeah just there. made some today oh man that <laughs> shit looks really good dude if i come down there i'm definitely getting some of that and probably a piece of carrot cake too we make everything in house so i mean everything is great right. uh, you enjoy whatever whatever you guys get um so if anybody's ever in the saint augustine area you need to check out what it's ned's is it southern kitchen yes ned's southern ned's south kitchen. side south side kitchen south. <laughs> So y'all need to check that out. The menu looks awesome. And there's a lot of just, I mean, you got seafood, you got Italian stuff there. I mean, it's, it was a, it's a pretty good 
size menu. There's something for everyone. Yeah. And if it ain't something on that menu, I mean, we got like a fucking secret menu. I mean, <laughs> Man, those pork nachos <laughs> look good too. God. Oh, they're, they're stacked, dude. Yeah. That, I mean, four people can eat that, man. Oh, shit. I no can eat it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. So, like, we've learned a little bit about, you know, who you are, man. But, like, and you said, and you already told us a little bit about your background, about being an athlete. So, like, how did you come to the point to, you know, to start getting into running? Or, you know, how did you find, you know, doing obstacle course races? So, you know, it, it, it took a long time for me to get there. Um, you know, all my life, man, I'm, as far as I remember, when I was the, the earliest memories I can remember, I was just, I was always such a lost and confused uh, little boy. Um, we were sheltered. Uh, you know, we were taught that the world is not a safe place. And, yeah. uh, you know, that everyone out there was bad and everything was out to get you and, anything out there can get you killed or hurt, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, we stayed inside most of the time and, oh, wow. you know, I grew up just living in fear, like fear ruled my every being, man. Um, I was afraid of the world. I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of myself, you know? Um, so, mm. you know, I was growing up with this lack of identity. Like I didn't know who I was, what my purpose in life was and what the hell I was doing here. You know, so it really it set off this chain reaction of where as I was growing up, um, you know, I was just, you know, terrible decisions and terrible choices were what really gave me a thrill um, and getting into, you know, start with getting in trouble in school. Um, the moment I figured out, like, that would give me any sort of attention. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a recipe for disaster. Um, I, I did, you know, uh, you know, it's, you know young and getting getting through school just i mean i was lucky i i, I graduated high school man i mean yeah. towards the end like i didn't you know i didn't want to be there i was more distracted with partying and 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 women and just not wanting to do the right thing right um, now there were some catalysts there which that really did plant the seeds subconsciously um i did like doing athletic stuff things like in like in PE, you know, in PE class. Yeah. Um, when we were ran track. Um, I just remember like it just stood out so like it just this the biggest thing that stood out to me was um when we were running the track, it just made me feel so good. And I didn't know why. You know? Um uh, it was that runner side. I didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. But it, it that was it was always the running made me feel good. So that stuck to, in my subconscious mind. And then Growing up, um, you know, when I would when I would go and see my mother and spend time with her, we we spent time together. Uh, she she would always work out and she was always in shape. So the way we spent time together was she was like, let's go for a run and talk. Oh, and so that's cool. what we would do. Um, and that just it, it really planted that 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 seed way in my subconscious mind that it would blossom way later in life. Um, you know, so, you know. Uh, as I got older, you know, I was, I was getting in trouble with the law all the time. And, um, you know, just not being, I, you know, I, I struggled keeping like a circle of friends and, and I just felt like such an outcast, you know, and I just didn't know why, man. Um, and so I really like towards the end, 
when I finally wanted to make the decision that, you know, I was tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I just wanted to make a change and it was time to, to turn shit around and, and really start living life. Um, you know, I started with fitness, you know, I, I was like, I just started doing some things at home, but I, I just, I, one day I just went out for a run and, and it kit like, I remember that feeling that I was like, holy shit, like it makes me feel so good, you know? Um, but you know, I was cursed with this inability to stay focused on things. And so, you know, I was, I was turning to like, like, like self-help podcasts, you know, and inspirational stuff, you know, trying to, trying to make this, this, uh, routine for me, you know? Um, and one motherfucker stood out that really changed my life. You're going to laugh at this. I started listening, I started listening to David Goggins, man. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I really took it serious. And I was like, you know, you know, how hardcore he was and how he just got to tell us the mind. I was like, okay, so if I really want to make a change in my life, I really got to go out and I got to do some hardcore insane shit. Like that's the only way that shit's going to change. Right. So I would go and I would just, I would hit the beach, dude. And I would just, I would just start running. I would just keep, just go out there and just run. No water, no fuel, no nothing, man. I mean, oh, wow. uh, and you know, like six, eight, 10 mile runs. I would strap my, my phone in my arm, you know, put the headphones in and just go. And I'd come back like a big giant blister, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like baked in the sun. I'd go out, like start running like at noon, like at the hottest part of the day, dude. But uh, and you're like you know, David and, Goggins could run until he shits himself. A couple of blisters aren't going to hurt me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. So, and I didn't know nothing at that time. I didn't know about. I really I didn't know shit about hydration, fueling, and everything. I mean, I'd get back from this run, dude, and like I didn't do anything. Like I didn't, I didn't fucking fuel up. Maybe I ate a salad, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, and. I would leave like a water bottle in the car, dude, and I'd get back to the car and like it'd be like a hundred degrees boiling, dude, and I would just put <laughs> it down and I mean it was fucking terrible. It really probably didn't do anything for my fitness to do this for months on end. But you know what it did? It did build a really uh strong mental, you know, toughness. Yeah. And and probably, you know, a, a little bit of fitness. I mean, if you're out there running, it's better than not not running. Oh yeah. Well, you know, one, so, one thing it probably helped with, too, is, you know, is a lot of people, you'd be like, well, I, you know, I've seen some people, you know, they'll run like a, you know, a super, and they're going to carry hydration with them, you know, and you going out early like that and running that long, that far, and that hot a weather without water, you know in your mind, well, I've done this before. Yeah. And, you know, just, like, not having, like, a like a running foundation and just going out there and just like busting out like six, eight and 10 miles. And then I was hurting next day and I would just fucking do it again. Like, and it didn't matter how hard I was hurting, dude. I would just keep battering it, like just nailing it out. And I mean, it sucked, dude. It really did. (laughs) I can't say I enjoyed it, (laughs) but that's what I gathered from, 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 you know, David Goggins was that, you know, it ain't going to be fun, you know? So I was like, okay, I got to do shit. It's not fun, man. Like that's the only way, like, (laughs) we're going to build this shit up. Like it's, it's time to, time to get cranking. So, you know, doing this for a couple of years, you know, eventually, you know, I I started learning a a little here and there. Um, you know, I was like, okay, so now it's time for me to go out and, and really, and really grow. Um, I need to do like a, like a, 
like a road race or something, you know? Right. Um, so I ran my first 5K. It wasn't like anything crazy. It wasn't nothing worth talking about. But I did it, you know? But it, it, it was just, even just the fear yeah. of me going out there, you know what I'm saying? And just and, and, and being around all those people and just doing it, you know? Um, that was a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. So it was just randomly, you know, I was, uh, I was scrolling on Facebook and like, I see that a friend of mine had signed like, you know, on Facebook will, will, will show you if a friend is, is like going to an event or something. Yeah. And it was a Spartan race, but now this, I think this was like 2018, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Probably 2018. Um, and I was like, Oh, I wonder what the hell it is. So, you know, one click here, one click there. And all of a sudden I'm reading about, you know, the Spartan race happening in Bunnell and OCR and burpees and this and that. I'm like, huh. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, okay, let's, let's fucking do this. Like, let's, let's, let's try this out. It's time to, time to get the, you know, continue growing. You know, you got to do shit that you don't want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, ran my first Spartan race, loved it. You know, it was good. Um, then there's the magic happened here at my next 5k. It was the Bridge Lines 5k here in St. Augustine. Um, I went to that race. I wore my Spartan shirt, and we're all lined up ready to start. And I hear Spartan Aroo, <laughs> and I turn. It was a group of people who, you know, who would ran Spartan races, and uh, one of them was Eden Kendall. Right. And uh, so she, I, I ran over there, started talking to them, and uh, they were telling me about this place in Jacksonville. It's always our training facility. Um, that I did. I, you know, if I like running, it was you know Spartan. I should definitely look into. And it happened to be Get It Core Fitness. Hell yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that sounds neat. Um, we'll talk more after this. So I did the 5K. I had no plans on, on going back and talking to her, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know, I just, talk, you know, talking to people and, and connecting like that. Just, I wasn't interested in that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I like doing things on my own. Right. So, you know, we ran. I got, like, podium in my age group or something, first time ever. Okay. And uh, she had gotten podium in her age group. So we're all staying there talking. And, uh, you know, we, we start talking about get again. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I found the information online. I, I agreed to go. We, I tried out, I went there train with the guys and I fell in love with, it. I was like, Oh dude, this is awesome. Yeah. This is what I like. This is what I fucking need. Like, you know, it, it, instead of just doing pushups, pull-ups, crunches at home, and then some, you know, crazy ass runs, like, this is what I really need to. If I, if I want to do something that's going to be fun that I like to do, you know? Yeah. And so just connecting with the, you know, con, you know, going there on Sundays and training with the guys, you know, um, they, dude, they're, they're a bunch of badass motherfuckers, man. Like, yeah, they they're are. family, you know, they're family now, even if they don't want to be, they're fucking family. Yeah. And, I know a lot of those people. I think I had Joe on too and, and actually interviewed him one time. We talked about that, about his gym and everything too, man. I wish I lived closer, man. Cause I'd go too as much as I could. Oh man. Those guys changed my life. Everybody there, man. Joe, Bruce, Noel. I mean, I can name so many names, dude. But um, they really, it, that's what really woke up. That's what really stoked the fire. I mean, you know, I never, I was never a competitor. You know, I never really cared to compete. And uh, just, you know, hanging around those guys. They saw something in me. They saw potential. And uh, they all worked with me. And they, they helped, you know, awaken the, you know, the athleticism within. And. And and stoked the the fire you know that led to me loving competition now so, um, I did the Jacksonville sprint and super, 
and I think, yeah, 2019. And um, I placed really well. And just, I mean, from there, that, that's where really after, and, you know, running that Jacksonville Sprint Super and just training with the guys and seeing how well they did, um, it really made me want to just, like, strive be better, for better. You know what I'm saying? Well, you've been doing pretty awesome, man. Like, cause it's like all of a sudden you just hit the radar, man. And you've, you know, you've been doing good at those local races down there, Hildervat and the uh, OCR Overload, man. And and here at uh, when was it May May or June in Fayetteville, you placed second place in elite at the Ultra there, man. And that's pretty <laughs> fucking impressive, dude. That was a that was a fun race, yeah. It was a fun um, race, man. You crushed it. You know what really uh when when I really improved in all this, like took a serious when I started really taking this serious, like when COVID started, um, you know, that's when I like I really focused on my running. Like all of twenty twenty, I'm like, okay, there ain't no excuse now. Right. The world is on pause, dude. You know, ain't no one doing shit. Yeah. Except for me. And like, I really, like, I, st- I started really learning, like, how to run, dude. Like, really, truly. But because before this, it was all just David, st- David Goggins style runs, man. Just going out there on the beach and grinding it out. There right. was no plan. My plan was I went out hard and I just tried to keep it hard until I couldn't, you know, until right. I was walking. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I start, you know, I start the time and I was, I was blitzing it, you know. I mean, it was just, it was, there was no, there was no rhyme or rhythm to it. There was no plan, you know, it was just me going out there and, and doing that, you know. Um, so I really learned the mechanics of running. I really learned like all the terminology, like all the track workouts and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got some help from Bruce, you know, with, with some gate stuff. Um, you know, I did some runs with a, with a fellow guy, get it, John Decker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's a road runner, really, really fast, dude. And he, he's he's getting better and better as time goes on. He's going to be an Olympian for sure. Um, and and that's I just built it up over, on 2020. You know, when there was no races happening, like I, all year, I did not stop. Um, but you know, it's the long distance stuff that really caught my like. That's that's where I really love it. It's just because I think I think it's what it is is that that's what I started with. Just out there grinding, yeah. And there's just something about just being out there, and when you're suffering, you know, and and then you're you're that's when you turn on, like that's when you really turn on while while you're suffering. That's when like that's where the magic happens, dude. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, man, I, I I agree with you, man. I like the uh, I like the longer races too. I mean, it's it's not only that. It's there's more unknowns in the longer races and that's what's exciting that's what gives you more adrenaline you know when those races get longer especially like in the mountain races you know you'd be like well this could be the one race that i might not finish you know or you know when am i gonna bonk you know there's just a lot more unknowns in the longer races and that's why i enjoy them a lot so it definitely takes um it definitely takes a lot more of like strategy i guess right you know, you really got to know what the mo- the highest limit of your heart rate is that can take you on for several hours. All right. So what was your strategy going into the uh, Fayetteville Ultra, man? Um, it's myself, yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
but obviously, you know, you hear it all the time and never goes according to plan. Right. Um, those guys went out like it was a fucking sprint. sprint. Yeah. Dude, they went out like it was a sprint. And I did not want to keep up with them because when I looked down, I, I wore my heart rate monitor. Um, and we were redlining, dude. And I was like, this is like nuts. Yeah. Why are we, why are we redlining? Am I redlining? I was like, maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm just really <laughs> fucking nervous, dude. You know, like it was my you know first time competing in the elite wave. You know, so a huge for me. Right. You know? Um. So I was just crazy. I was like, oh, good god. So I, I wanted to hang with them for a little bit just to see what what the hell was going on. You know, I wanted to see if there was some kind of weird, you know, strategy involved. Or if, if uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to break away from the pack, but. Dude, it went on past, it went on past transition wow so like you know we get the transition i'm like i'm gonna slow it down a little bit because we're all gonna blow and dude i mean we passed transition let's start at mile 16 17 18 19 i mean i started passing people they were dropping like flies dude it was really? nice it was so hot dude it was it was perfect weather for me i loved it oh yeah i wish it was a little hotter i wish i wish it was a little muggy i mean that was my kind of that was my style of weather dude like it was perfect yeah um i came in perfectly hydrated my nutrition was on point um you know i mean it was like max got first place lead because he was he was way he's he's more fitter than me he was he was the better athlete you know what i'm saying yeah but i think my um my hydration and nutrition was was most on point so so when did you take second and know that you had it oh man when i passed uh Definitely when I passed uh, the guy that got third place, I, I can't remember his name. What mile um, was that at? It was in the twenties. Oh wow! It was far from the finish, but he was walking, and wow. uh, you know I'm running alongside him. Well, he was walking, but I slowed down. I'm like, "Yo, bro, what are you doing, dude?" I'm like, y- "You're giving up podium, man. Like, let's go." You know, I was trying to encourage him. You know, right. what I'm saying, I, you know, and uh, I just don't want to. I don't, you know. It's, I felt bad for all these people, like just bonking. I mean, I saw some dude got taken off, you know, medical. Dang. You know, I mean, the conditions were gnarly, and I, I knew yeah. they were gnarly. It was getting I mean, hot. I, I prepared for it. I mean, you know, the, I live here in Florida. You know, the, you know, hot ass state, and I, you know, I mean, I was I was prepared for this run. You know, man, I saw some of your training runs where you and and Noel were going and running like some twenty mile runs, and it was hot, and y'all were like running eight minute mile pace i was like man these guys are gonna be i knew you were gonna be ready for that race because i was like man he is running in the heat and he is running fast oh man so i knew you was gonna have a good race when you showed up that day i wish it'd be like that in killington (laughs) yeah me too man (laughs) because in 2019 when we was there it was cold and rainy (laughs) <laughs> that was the first time I did Killington. That was my first ultra ever. I know. Actually, it was only, I think it was like my fifth or sixth race ever. So, and here's something I want to ask you, and it might be all the Goggins shit that's in your head. What made you decide, hey, I want to do an ultra? Hey, I want my first ultra to be probably the hardest one on the East Coast. <laughs> it really was that that callous mind mentality. And I figured... <laughs> Okay, so I had done a super. I had done a sprint. I had done a super. I had done a beast. I mean, the the obvious next level was an ultra. I mean, yeah. you, you know, I mean, you got to keep ascending, right? I mean, that's, that's my right. mindset. 
you know, my ambition is, is it knows no bounds and I'm hungry as fuck. So right. I'm always going to be looking for that next biggest challenge, you know? Um, right. I mean, I, I'm dreaming of the times that, like when I can do the Leadville 100, you know what I'm saying? Or, or Spartan 24 hour ultra. I mean, that's the, that's what I really crave. You know, the, the, the those, those just insane tests of, 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 of your very being, you know, like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Killington is not a race you go to have fun at, you know, yeah. I mean, we all know that. That's where we go today. We go there, fucking strip our souls bare, dude. Basically, That's right. you know, absolutely. So, when when you were running the ultra in Fayetteville, was there a time during the race where it got tough, like mentally or physically? Was there a point like, man, I feel like I'm I'm about to bonk, like, or were you just, you know, in the tunnel, you know, and just. I'm pushing, I'm going until it's the finish line. Um, Fayetteville was just really enjoyable for me, man. It was, it was really, truly my first race where I was actually, I I was putting like a pacing strategy and like, and, and testing all my new nutrition and, um, just, and really testing my fitness, man. Like just seeing how far I could go at a, at a rather intense pace, you know? Um, I mean, I finished strong, man. I felt comfortable. Sunday, the day after, I was I was running around the course, filming my friends doing the the you know the super and the sprint. I mean, right. it just, I just felt really good, you know. Um, so you said you had a pacing strategy. What like what was your pacing strategy going into it? Just don't redline. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, that's... After the after the after transition, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a we were. That first, that first half of that race was like, almost like, uh, like we're running the beast, man. I mean, it was, it was, it was disgusting. Yeah, I know. I was trying to hang with my buddy Brian when we come out the gate, and he's on a different level this year because before we'd kind of like, you know, just keep exchanging back and forth, running ultras in the past, and and this year, man, he was just on a different level, and. uh like I ran like the first mile and a half. I was like, "Dude, you're going too fast for me. I got to back off." <laughs> but uh, he had a good race too. But uh, and like, and I know, and I was going to ask you like what you had in your drop bin, but you told me that you didn't even stop at transition. You just ran straight through. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bring a bin. I knew um, that for this race, I wasn't going to need a bin. I had everything I, I needed in my vest and I mean like a a, 50, a flat 50k I mean that's not like a, a super far distance for me right um I mean if you threw some elevation of, I mean I know there's a little bit of elevation but like yeah. Killington's gonna be a tough race for me you know right Fayetteville really wasn't it was it was really fun yeah so how much like how much did you have in your vest I know you had a bladder with some hydration in it yeah I had exactly uh five hours worth of of uh hydration and calories so i figured it'd be about 16 ounces of water per hour um and i was gonna be putting down 150 calories per hour and then i had electrolyte tablets on me which i was taking on the hour in all red every hour and a half right so um, I mean, it was it was just methodically thought out and, and planned, and that's that's 
really what I was testing, like I was testing all this, you know, like my, my feeling straight and seeing if what I had been practicing all these weeks was actually going to work. And, um, I mean, it, it worked perfect. Um, it went super according to plan. I had used just like almost everything by the end of the race. Like my bladder was almost empty. It was, it was perfectly enough for what I needed. If I was feeling a little thirsty, I just hit a, a water cup on the way, like ran with it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And put it down. But uh, it was probably like only twice during the race I needed to do that. Right. <clears throat> so you used all hammer stuff too, didn't you? Hammer nutrition? Yes. yes, sir. Only hammer nutrition. That's the only fuel I ever use. Yeah, they got good gels. I like I like their gels. I can't do the sugar, man. I can't do sugar products, man. I mean, uh, it's just gives me just sour gut, heartburn. I mean, I just don't like it, you know? Never, right. I've really never had a sweet tooth, so just all that sweet shit is just, ugh. And then, you know, it just so lucky, makes, dude. Your, <laughs> makes your teeth feel weird, man. Like, I, I feel like after two hours, like, I, I want to brush my teeth, man. Like, it's, yeah. you can't do that during, during Ultra. And, like, like just, no, nah, the sugar's not good, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not, but, yeah, man, it just tastes so good. Like, I mean, I don't care for sugar being in, like, jails, like, but... Like, man, like after a race or something, yeah, man, I'll throw down some donuts and some cake, man. (laughs) See, that doesn't really appeal to me, man. Man, you're lucky, dude. I wish it didn't appeal to me. I wish that I craved broccoli (laughs) and hated dessert, man. I'd be a lot better off. (laughs) I feel so good using Hammer Fuel. You know, he did it. I did a, what did I use for Fayetteville? I want to say it was a combination of heat and sustained energy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with their products. I am. I use okay. them too. I, that's exactly what, when I did my first ultra, I used all hammer stuff. Okay. But so, I mean, I didn't, I don't think, I think I just used like some nun tablets. Well, I used their, their fizz tablets in my bladder, but I yeah. used like, a, uh, I think I used a mix of uh, hammer gels and I actually had some of their hammer bars too, just in case I wanted some solid food too. Okay. But they got good yeah. stuff, and I had a little bottle full of their uh, Enduralite. Is that what they're Enduralites or Enduralite? Uh, yeah, Enduralites. Yeah. yeah, I had those too. Yeah, I, I can't do solids when I'm uh, when I'm running and when I'm training. It's all got to be liquid, man. Yeah, um, I, I found out that I really can't either. I do keep something in transition just because I want to put just something solid, and it's usually one of those things where I'm jogging with it in my hand and it takes me like five minutes to eat it because you're breathing so hard you can't swallow, you know? Yeah. But I just still like to eat some something whole food, you know? That was my problem at killing in 2019 before I adopted the hammer method of fueling. Yeah. Um, I was like trying to put down clip bars and stinger waffles and, I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, there was like a, a steel trap door shut, dude. Like, I couldn't put none down. I was like, this is going to get dangerous. If yeah, I can't fuel, you know. Yeah, I'm drinking tailwind, dude, and I mean, man, I can't do that tailwind. Like, my girlfriend let me have some of that tailwind one time, and it might have just been this one flavor, but it tasted like Flintstone vitamin water, man. It was, it was, it was disgusting. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, just, I had the same problem that uh, I have all the time when I when I when I was drinking and fueling with sugar products. Uh, it's just a sour gut, man. You know. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I'm glad I, I found Hammer because, I mean, it was getting to a point where I almost didn't even want to train because I didn't want to drink sugary products, dude. Right. Like, so it was getting to, a, a, like, a like a bad point. I was like, I, something's got to give. I still, and, uh, I still use Hammer, too, 
but I've moved to a jail that's called SIS. Yeah. And um, it's a little bit, the only thing I don't like about them is it's a little bit longer package, mm-hmm. but it's water-based. Okay. And, and so it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't have a jail consistency. It's more like a milk consistency. And it doesn't, and it doesn't have the sugar in it. It's really comparable to like the same nutrition that's in like a hammer gel, but it, it just, but it just goes down. It goes down really easy. And like, and like in a pinch, like if there's no water stations around and you need to swallow a salt pill, you can use that gel to swallow a salt pill with. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. But, uh, next time I see it at a race, I'll hand you some cause I always have some on me, but they're pretty good, and they taste good. I mean, it tastes like a Gatorade, in a sense, you know. Gotcha. But, but like I said, there's no sugar in it. they got a whole shitload of different flavors in it, and they just started some that actually has electrolytes in it, too, as well. But they on those, it says you got to chase those with water, you know. But the yeah. other ones, but the other ones you, you don't, so. That's what I like about heat, man. It's got endurolites in, in, in it. Yeah. Each serving heat has a... As a, basically you know, a serving your endurolite. So if you're taking heat, unless you're running like Fayetteville conditions, you don't have to buffer with more electrolytes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you know, like depending on conditions. Like if you're like at Fayetteville, I did. Yeah. And yeah. he, he, so I, I knew what we're, I knew what kind of beast we're taking on, you know? Yeah. Heat is good too. So you run clean at Fayetteville too. You didn't fail nothing, right? Oh, I only missed one spirit throw, man. I fucking, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could say it was clean, but it was just the one spirit. I just, you know what it was? Uh, I just, I just really want folks, and man, that's all. Yeah. Sometimes you get yeah. in a hurry and you, you lose focus of what you're trying to do, but yeah, you know, I was, I was trying not to lose the pack, but I lost him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. you, you're, you're in race mode, but that's that one second where you have to kind of open your mind a little bit and think about what you're doing, you know? Yeah. You know, Fayetteville was the first time I didn't know about the, the, the lap leader pennies. And so I'm going through transition and like one of the volunteers like, here, take this, you know? Yeah. I'm just running. I'm like, what the hell? What the, they want me to stop and take off my vest. Yeah. So like, I just, you know, I didn't have really a bucket. So I just ran to the end of transition. I just threw my penny and they're all like, what the hell? What's he doing? <laughs> 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 I didn't know like it was, I, that I had to put it on, you know. I mean, right? That's funny. <laughs> so I was confusing everybody, you know. I'm just as I'm running through the race, and I was in second place, and they see like a purple penny run by. They're like, "Who the hell is this? Like, what the fuck?" Is <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Huh. So you know, at the end of the race, they're you know they're like, "Hey, next time, put on the penny. Comes to help us and everything." I go back over there where I threw, it and it was gone. So I was kind of, I'm kind of bitter about that, but it's all good. Yeah. I get another one at, at uh, Vermont. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's what I hear you. So, yeah, let's move on to that, man. So, tell us about how your Killington race went when you were there in 2019, man. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it wasn't anything impressive. Mm. <laughs> I really was there trying to survive, dude. I mean, that that's the, the third obstacle was the freaking dunk wall. I mean, it was freezing, dude. Yeah. I would, you know, I did not know what to expect. You know, I was like, "Fucking dude, I was not ready for that weather." Yeah, I, I froze my ass off for the whole twelve hours, dude. I mean, it took almost twelve hours for me to finish it. Man, I was pretty cold at that race too. You know, and I, you know, I was looking at the weather and I was seeing the temperatures, and I was like, "Well, that's cool. I've done that with just like a 
cut off compression shirt before and I'll and do that again and then I noticed that like the wind was like I don't know it's 10 or 15 mile per hour winds and I was like oh shit I might be in trouble here and it was raining and yeah. it was sleeting yeah <laughs> yeah but and the, then we got oh, to the top of Bear Mountain oh, and all that God. wind man Dude, that's what I was just about to say. That was when I got the coldest was when we got to the top of the death march and I hauled ass down into the wind into the woods to get off of the top of that mountain. It was crazy, man. And that damn ultra loop, oh my god, it was the worst, dude. Like I keep trying to tell people about that sandbag carry on the loop and like it's so hard to like Yeah. Just bring like just i want them to feel what i felt man <laughs> yeah and it was like right after that sandbag carry we were going up hills that were steep as shit and like the grass was like i mean you'd swear we were walking through a damn wheat field the grass was so tall and i mean it was just like i'm just so ready to get off this hill you know because it's one thing to walk up a steep hill but then you're like trudging through all this tall grass oh man it was worse like bush bushwhacking uphill like 35 percent grade yeah man <laughs> i remember going into transition thinking i don't want to go out for a second lap and i was thinking well at least i don't have to do the ultra loop and i mean that was like the ultimate saving grace and getting out of transition was knowing that you didn't have to do that ultra loop again yeah you know, it was funny. I kind of got like PTSD from that Ultra Loop at Killington. So <laughs> when they told us we had to do the Ultra Loop on both laps, I was I was like kind of ah, like yeah. you know like like the Killington goes behind me, you know. But <laughs> yeah. the the loop at uh at Fayetteville wasn't bad at all. It was oh, actually no. pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much just running because none of those obstacles was hard. What was it? Go through those tubes like we used to have when we were kids. Yeah, <laughs> and then you had barbed wire and what is a plate drag, and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think yeah, it, it was just there to make it an ultra, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I get it, but but yeah, uh, man. You know, that, uh, the reason why I do Killington is it's the complete opposite of what I what I trained for. Right, me too. So like, it's like it really puts me in an uncomfortable situation, and and. And really, really tests my athleticism, you know? Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to be doing way better this time around. First of all, I know what to expect. Second of all, it's been two years, you know? Yeah. I was, you know, I, was, I mean, I had it. Last year, I had signed up for, you know, but, you know, COVID. and Me too. Yeah, you know, I'm upset because I, I was going to do Montana for the first time, you know? And, you know, I had to cancel that. And then I wasn't able to go this year, and then. I had I was ready for West Virginia last year and I can't make it. No, I'm not making it this year, you know. So I'm really upset about that. West Virginia is beautiful. Yeah, I'm going this weekend. I'm looking. But it's forward okay. To you know, we're. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna pop off next year. It's gonna be awesome, dude. I'm. I'm gonna be doing a lot more racing. Um, right. You know, uh, I'm just. I'm gonna be able to hit a lot more ultras than than than. than I ever have been before, and I'm gonna. You know, I've got a couple other goals in mind. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I do want to take an honest stab at the u.s national series yeah you know so um i'll be i'll be on a on a on a pretty big training block to to boost up my speed and i'm just you know i just can't wait to see um how i stack up against you know some of these awesome athletes out there yeah uh, you know because i know you know when like when i put my mind to something i mean i i could really uh, i could really do a good job at pulling it off you know yeah and i mean these guys are so impressive. You know, I mean, this is what they do, you know, 
for I mean not for a living but this is what they do in life you know they're athletes you know yeah. you know elite athletes so you know it's just going to be fun you know training at that caliber training at that level and then seeing how I stack up with these guys you know um yeah and I, you know all these all those guys they're, I mean they're so incredible I mean I, 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 they're all my heroes man <laughs> I know man it's it's I mean I mean I look up to them too man it's it's cool really that do. you know you can be you know, it, it's different than a lot of other sports because, like, we can go up to these pros and just talk to them and shoot the shit, you know, where, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that in, like, football or something like that, you know? Yeah, no, and, no way, no, yeah. And that's just something that's really cool about this community, man. It really is. Like, just, you know, when you see them in person, man, after, like, you know, seeing them on, on social media all the time, and it's just so humbling, like, as often like a lot many of the times i just i don't even know what to say man i just yeah, me too. i'm just in awe you know i just so much respect for him you know it's you know i just thinking like god like i can't wait to be like able to compete at that level next to him and, and give him a run for their money you know and you know it's just it definitely a lot of things to look forward to you know yeah right on so <clears throat> going into killington this year after you've done it once what's something that you know, you've added to your strategy that you're going to try to do that didn't work out when you were there in 2019? Well, just the fact that I've been training elevation for the past six months, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a totally different animal coming into it this time around. Right. Um, I've definitely, I mean, Killington's race, you have to pace yourself. There is no going out. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, red, red line. And no, you got to save You got to save those threshold attempts for for the uphills because when you're going uphill, you, you'll beat that threshold. Yeah, you know? oh, easy. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, cl- yeah. you know, climbing uphill takes a lot of strength and a lot of effort. <clears throat> so, um, I ain't, they ain't, ain't going to be no sprinting anywhere. Right. Um, I've been putting in some massive elevation work, uh, like, I, I, for the first time when we did our, our last long run last week, we were at Timaquan. It's, it's a place where it's like probably the only place in Florida you can get like some good elevation. Right. Um, you yeah. know, I felt really comfortable running the uphills and, and hammering the downhills and on the flats, I could feel that I had to really work to run the flats. Like I, in these six months I've completely transitioned to, an, an uphill runner, you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, it's, really, it's going to be interesting to see um, how how it's going to turn, like how it's going to go this time around. But I do know that, you know, the guys that do Killington, I mean, they're, they're some, they're hardcore. Like they yeah. do Killington. Like, like that's their that's their backyard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's some badasses so, that show up yeah, in the elite dude, field no, of that so race. I'm definitely going in with you know. I'm, with, with some, there's going to be a lot of humility involved, and and I just, you know, just do my best to to hang tight with them. Coming from Florida, you know, Florida yeah. man's coming. You know, and, uh, when we were there in 2019, man, I I just remember being there in the start and corral and just feeling like shit anyway. You know, just feeling like, you know, I'm going to get it done, but it just didn't feel like today was going to be a good race day. And I actually had a great race. But, you know, it's just there's so many unknowns at that race that, to me, you, you, you can't get into your head. You, it's like 
okay, I'm going to start this race. I'm going to go out at a pace that feels good to me and just try not to stop moving. Try to run when you can, walk when you have to, or hike when you have to, and just and just get it done, man. And and don't worry and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just focus on you. You know, finishing the race is first and foremost, and whatever else is a bonus, man. That's the way I look at it. When I when I look at Killington, man, finishing first and foremost, and trying to be burpee free which is something i've never done at that race and that's my goal this year is i would like to not fail anything there first goal for me is you know i'd like to do sub 10 hour yeah that's that's my primary goal um and then secondary goal is, is a clean race right um i mean it was so damn cold there for me uh i couldn't grip nothing after that swim after the ape hanger swim yeah I mean, I mean that rope climb was hard. I mean, that, getting that tire up was hard. Everything after that was, hard. I mean, couldn't close my hands, dude. You know. Yeah. Um. So you know, clean race, secondary, and then anything else after that's a bonus, man. Yeah. Anything else after that's a bonus, you know. And and about the unknowns, you know, that's the thing about it too. I mean, you got a lot of mileage. Dude, we got to do at Killington. One misstep, dude. One. One yeah. dangerous ankle movement, you know, and it's over. You know, you're, you know. I just can't see how you would want to do what's fixing to come with any sort of injury involved. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, yeah, because there's it, some, it definitely would not be fun. Yeah, there's some good technical downhills at Killington. Dude, those downhills, I mean, I don't even, like, you can't run some of it. I mean, yeah. I was sliding on my ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Slide on my, like, I got down on my ass and I was sliding down because it was easier. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I know one thing about Killington is, as I'm bad about, I'll go out hard on the first lap, and then like on the second lap, I have no uphill running. It's all pretty much hike, unless it's just got a small grade to it, and then it's pretty much jog the flats and bomb the downhills the best I can. That's usually the strategy for the second lap. <laughs> so I'm thinking, um, I just like on the runs, probably take it like right, right below threshold. Um, on the hikes, no power hike up the, you know, I've been, I've been training for the power hikes. Right. So my power hiking is where it's gonna, is where I'm gonna, where I'll be fast at. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, my power hike, and I can comfortably sit at threshold for a long ass time. I mean, I, dude, I, <laughs> my last big workout on, uh, on an incline trainer at 30% grade, uh, I was at threshold for three hours. I mean, oh, wow. I'm ready. I, I'm ready for these for these uphills. Oh yeah, because like even the death march doesn't even take what maybe thirty forty five minutes. Even and probably not even that. It's probably about thirty minutes. You know, mm-hmm. at a good power hike. Yeah, I was doing this workout. It was a uh, three sets of uh, of death march. Okay, so it was three death marches with five minute rest in between. So I just popped the incline trainer at thirty percent at like a 2.8 miles per hour and i did a mile and a quarter and 1800 feet you know right and then you know re- took a five minute rest like a really good rest stopped completely you know and did it for two more sets um that really helped a lot you got an incline trainer or you go to a no, gym i gotta hit the gym in town right that's cool none and of our just gyms like got any. treadmill man but it goes yeah. it goes it goes steep and then uh yeah i get it we we're doing some pretty interesting stuff too Right. Where we would do our um, our OCR training, you know, and then in between rounds we would we would do 
hit the incline trainer over there we go up to 35 percent while holding like 10 15 pound dumbbells yeah and hold that for like eight minutes while you know if, if i was on the incline trainer uh noel would be doing other things and he'd be doing ocr stuff like grip stuff or whatever it was called for and then he'd come and tap me out and and he would get the dumbbells and he would power hike up and uh, and then i would go do you know, the obstacles, the grip stuff, you know, whatever I needed to do. Make a sweat just, check video. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, are you, are you flying up on Thursday or are you going up on Friday? Flying up Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday. Uh, meeting up with a buddy in uh, Sparta, Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and then we drive up, the, we'll drive up there Friday. And I believe we've got, the cabin at the venue. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're overlooking that lake, you know. Oh, that's awesome. I think we got a VRBO like 30 minutes away, but there's like three couples that are staying in it, so. Yeah, we, we got a pretty pretty full room, too. It's the same group, pretty much the same group uh, of people that I did Killington with in 2019. They did The Beast, um, and uh, that's just our, kill- like, like <laughs> people who do Killington, man, it's like, it's like a little, like, like they, they do it all the time, you know. It's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's man. I've I've done it twice, and at the end of it, both times, I've said I'm not doing this race again, and then I sign up for it every year. It's crazy. <laughs> well, my buddy Michael last, I mean, in 2019, something happened. He either got really hypothermic, and his blood pressure got kind of out of whack, and he just he had to pretty much tap out of the ultra. So. He wants to go back, you know, to get some vengeance on it. And the first year we went in 2017, another one of our buddies tapped out at uh, Transition. And uh, he's going back, and they're going to stick together and and get it done and just run open. And so I'm just going to go out there and run Elite. And then my girlfriend, she's, gonna, she's just going to do the beast. So we got a whole crew going, and we're meeting up with some other people there too as well. But uh, we're flying into uh, into Hartford, Connecticut. We usually fly into Boston on Thursday, but man, the traffic coming out of the Boston airport, going in all those tunnels, is awful, dude. So, dude it's, it's crazy. And the it's crazy yeah, and the track, and I don't know anything about Hartford's traffic, but the it, you know, looking on Google, it says the drive's about you know two hours and forty five minutes. So hopefully we'll. We're flying up on Friday, so hopefully we won't get in no bad traffic jams and we can make it a packet pickup. Yeah, yeah, so you're going to do it Saturday, yeah. So are you going to have a drop bin for this race, or are you going to run straight through? <laughs> It'll be a drop bin, <laughs> but um, I'll have a second vest preloaded, ah, so it's just a matter of just swapping it out, you know what I'm saying? Right. It'll probably be, I'll probably be at transition 20 seconds, dude. You know, when I was there in 2019, I ran with like one of those little Nathan belts that had the little nine ounce bottles that had two of them. Yeah. And it was like you said, I had another one ready to swap out when I got it transitioned. But, you know, as cold as that race was, and I ran Fayetteville, and I just, man, I just, I don't like running with uh, a hydration pack on. I'm not crazy about the vest bouncing on the front. And I, and I said at Fayetteville, I said, you know what? I'm going to try to do this without hydration. And like every water station I went to, if they had the cups of water ready, you know, I'd, I'd douse myself with one cup and then I'd drink one cup. And 
it worked out pretty good, so I'm thinking about trying to do Killington and not carry any water too. I don't know if that'll work or not, but that's kind of the plan. Yeah, that's it. Sounds risky, but you know what? If it's gonna be cool again, you could probably pull it off. Yeah, if it's gonna be hot, yeah. Yeah, after every major climb and stuff, I mean, there's there's plenty of water stations with fuel and stuff. I mean, the difference. (laughs) The difference is going to be because you have such long uphills. You know, you've got a couple of uphill climbs that are a mile long, so and may take you 20 to 30 minutes. That's a pretty long time to go without having water. So it, it might be one of those things where I take just one little small bottle that I can just fill yeah. up at an aid station if I need to. You just have to time time your hydration right, you know. Yeah. Like you have to learn the, the map really good. Cause I it's like, doable. It's yeah. risky. But it's doable. Yeah, I like wearing those like those flip belts or like those Nathan belts that you just slip on because you really can't even notice that they're there. Yeah. And I know that flip belt has like a flat, it's almost like a flask plastic bottle that goes into it. And I thought about getting one of those and trying that. If not, I might just wear a vest and just put some small bottles in. I just don't like wearing hydration. Because the vest, right. it bounces on you with the vest. It bounces on you with the hydration pack and... Those little hip bottle belts, they bounce on you too. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of running with, with the hydration stuff either, but I know it's something that yeah, you know, it's if something I'm competing at do. the elite level, I got to, you know? Yeah. It's good to have some water that you can mix something in too, and it's not just water. Yes, yeah. That's the major bonus of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the weather's warm. If, if anything warmer than next year, it's going to be – way better race for everybody i mean yeah. the, the weather itself last year was the biggest obstacle yeah it, i'm like you man i'm just i won't as long as it's a little warmer and no rain i mean that'll be great i don't even care if it's overcast just a little warmer <laughs> yeah I just, I just don't want to have to wear all the all those warm clothes man <laughs> i know man because like and i didn't have any and, like, my girlfriend, she was freaking out because she saw the weather and the wind and everything. We went to TJ Maxx, and she was she bought, like, an extra layer of clothes to wear. And I was and I was contemplating it, and I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. I'm just going to go out there and just do what I got to. And I had my custom – it was a long-sleeve uh, compression shirt, and I just cut off the sleeves a long time ago. <laughs> I was just wearing a sleeveless compression shirt and some compression pants, you know, wasn't thermal compression either. It was just, I guess I was just running hard enough. I I never really got real cold, but there was a couple of times after those swims where my hands got cold. Dude, I stepped out of the room ready for that race, and I was like, this is going to suck. Like, I knew uh, how cold it was. I was like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) And then, like... They make dunk wall third, the like third obstacle you do, and it's like, oh my god! Yep. Like yeah. right from the get go, they made sure you got wet. You know? Yeah, and it wasn't too long after that we were swimming under that bridge too. Yeah. Hmm. I can always make that bridge on the first lap, but on the second lap, I guess I'm just fatigued, and I can get across the ropes, but just being able to have enough gusto to get up and hit that bail on the second lap is just, I, I've, it's eluded me both times. Yeah, that, I uh, I couldn't get that obstacle either time hmm. um, in 2019 just for the fact that you know I I couldn't grip nothing. I mean it was it was so cold, but I'm I'm way more better prepared this year. I hope um, I am. 
Um, I, you definitely are, man. I mean, it, and it's been two years since Jonathan. You're yeah. you're gonna come at it stronger, you know. I hope so. I think my grip might be a little better, but um, you never know until you get there. So, I mean, there's just no way it, it, it's gonna be that cold again. I just can't see it. Like that's crazy. Like, hey, man, better knock on wood, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was like so crazy. That was a fluke, dude. I mean, yeah, I hope you're right. Degree weather in September. That's insane. Like it's yeah. just so crazy. I just couldn't wrap my mind around. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and like and the was- next day, the weather was perfect. And then, I mean, apparently in Tahoe, that, that was some crazy-ass weather for that year, too. Ooh, like that. I'd have died at Tahoe. I'm glad I didn't go to that race. <laughs> like, the the weather in 2019 just all around was below average, yeah. you know? like <laughs> Spartan comes to town, the weather goes to shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember, um, did you do Jacksonville 2020? Yep. Sure Dude, did. It was that cold. was wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't you say you did the you did the beast in Florida that year and like that Saturday it was like hot and then the next day it was like forty. Dude, yeah, yeah. It's like Florida had malfunction hard. Yeah, it was crazy. Cause, but uh, hey man, we're getting on an hour here, and I don't want to hold you up, but I always ask people the same questions that come on the show, and uh, what those questions are is to this day. What's been your most favorite race that you've done and why? And it doesn't have to be OCR, just whatever. Yeah, definitely Killington Ultra. Definitely. Like, that's that's my favorite race. Yeah. Just finishing that race, is it's, it's an accomplishment. There's just a different feeling to coming across that finish line than there is to any other race. Dude, it just hits different, man. It it's does. like, it, it's not like, after it's said and done, like, you don't really feel like you raced. You felt like you did, like, some sort of, like, trial like some sort of life trial dude like just trying to like it was like a journey dude you know like trying to you really strip yourself bare and you really like you really see like where you like how like the strengths that you really have like when it comes out like when you really need it yeah. and you really you really see how strong you really are you know like i mean it's it's brutal dude it really is and you know it's only something you understand when you when you go to it you know yeah. and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I tell everybody. You at least need to go to Killington and and do. do I mean, if, if you're not an ultra person, just go there and do the beast because it's it's a. I mean, it's just a whole animal of a, a race, and the views are great, and it's just a super fun venue to go to. You know what? I would tell people to do the ultra first. <laughs> that's what I did. I've never done a beast there because <laughs> I think the beast would scare people too much, and they're not doing the ultra. You know, and there's a lot of people out there that have done the beast and they'll be like, fuck doing two laps, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I would never tell people to do the beast. Just yep. jump to the ultra. <laughs> yep. And they, and they hold themselves like, back. My friend Tony, okay. Tony Canora is just like that. She's run a hundred mile trail race, but she doesn't want to do an ultra at Killington. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, I, mean, I don't blame her, man. Shit, I'd rather do the Killington ultra two weekends in a row than do a hundred mile race in one weekend leadville was last weekend you know what i'm saying so i was yeah. seeing everyone on social media complete that race and i just i can't wait till that's me crossing that finish line man man 
Dude, every time I, I always say, yeah, man, I want to do something bigger and, and, and greater, you know, and, I, and I'll tell my, I'm, but I'll, I'll take baby steps, you know, the longest I've ever done is like a little more than a 50K. So I figure I'll jump up to like a 50 mile or one day, but like every time I do a 50K or, you know, or a Spartan Ultra, I'll be like getting towards the end of the race. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> But, but this year, you know, I've added a lot more mileage, like weekly mileage than I ever have. And I, I remember, you know, finishing the Fayetteville ultra and I was over there getting something out of my bag. And I remember him hollering out, this is the last wave of the beast going out. And I was thinking to myself right then, you know, I feel pretty good right now. I could probably do one more lap of uh, another lap of a beast right now i probably mm. could do that it would suck but i could probably do it so yeah you know you just never know until you push yourself to those limits exactly right so okay reverse that question what's the race that you disliked hated the most and why mm. I, i'm gonna be honest with you man I, I don't know if there's a race that i've ever disliked um Man, I, I, it'd be so hard to just pin, put that on a, on a race. I, or the I race. Just love being out, I love being out there, man, and just and giving it my all, dude. That's like that's my passion right now, dude. Is just going out there uh, and testing my limits, you know, for like just seeing what what this human body is capable of producing, you know, knowing you know what I know about where I came from, how I started this life, and. You know, I, I feel, you know, I always say that I got a late start in this because, you know, I didn't do that. You know, I wasn't an athlete in high school and, you know, I kind of started, you know, in my mid to late 20s with all this. And and so I'm just so grateful being out there racing and running. And then, you know, the what happened in 2020 with COVID and yeah. no racing. So I just I can't. I can't. There ain't a race out there that I just dislike. I love them all, dude. Just yeah. being out there, dude. That's 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 what it's about. Every start and finish line's a blessing, man. For real, no, for real, it really is. All right, man. Last question. So you're coming into a race. Like, what is your like race ritual? Like, what are you doing to prepare Friday night? What do you do when you get up Saturday morning before the race? You know, if you're doing like a double race weekend, do you have like a certain, uh, you know, strategy that you go through after the race Saturday to get ready for the race Sunday? Tell us your secrets is. So, you know, I actually like his business, man. Right. Um, like, like his work. And I, I, my, you know, I was a, I was a favorite with a group and, you know, we had a good time. But my, my preference is to is to travel and, and do, be alone so I can meditate and and focus on, you know, you know, any, just staying limber and flexible and and just keeping my mind right. You know, just, you know, take deep breaths during the day, just kind of really, really be in the present moment. Right. For what's fixing to come, um, you know, because the next day is going to be chaotic redlining, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, just trying to, just gotta, just get everything in line, you know, just, just quiet time, man. Really. Right. 
So, like, what's your go-to, like, meal, like, Friday, or is it just doesn't matter, you know? Or what are you eating, and, and what are you eating for breakfast, you know? Or supplements are you taking before the race? Um, you know, my diet's usually always the same. I, it, just whatever? <laughs> just whatever, honestly. As long as it's clean, you know? Just, just, that's really what it comes down to. As long as it's clean... Um, so what are you calling clean food, man? Back up here. Ain't no, not chicken parm, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So what, uh, so what you're saying is, is you ain't going to tear up some hot wings and some pizza the night before a race, dude? Definitely not, man. Definitely not. So, so what's your, so what are you going to eat like the night before a race, like a salad with some salmon? (laughs) Fish tacos. I like fish tacos. Fish tacos. I can deal with that. Uh, you know, that. salmon and rice is good, you know, yeah, it's a nice go-to meal, roast chicken, potatoes, you know. Yeah. So what do you, what do you usually get up and eat like the morning before a race? Um, oh, big old bowl of oatmeal. Big old bowl of oatmeal. Yeah. That's, that's everybody's but, go-to. You know, like before the ultra, I didn't eat. Um. No shit. Yeah, I did not eat before the ultra. Um, you know. What'd you do? Just hit a jail like 20 minutes before or something? I don't got three hours before my big event. I, I don't eat. Um, that, that's me. I'm the same way. Yeah. Well, just the <clears> whole <throat> insulin spike and, and all that. You know, what I'm saying it. You, you're, you'll be using your body's going to be going through fuel a lot, a lot quicker. You yeah. know, with that insulin in your blood. So, um, yeah. If I don't got that three hour window, I don't eat, and it's fine because your body's not using up uh, muscle, muscle or liver glycogen in your sleep. You know, it's not using up that energy. So you wake up, I mean, your battery's, like, full. I mean, maybe it's, like, 98%, but there's really... You really don't got to top off, you know? And if you eat too close to a race, I mean, you're you're asking for GI distress. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, you, you might have to crap during the race. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that insulin spike is going to cause your... your your glycogen stores to be depleted faster because the, the insulin is the window... You know what I'm saying? For the muscles involved. So, yeah, I um, think it's not good, you know. Maybe in a shorter duration race to get to get those insulin levels up. Yeah. But, you know, I haven't, I haven't really experimented or tested with that yet. Yeah. See, I, I think I've read like something around those same lines in some of that hammer nutrition, like their tips book that they usually send with you. It said either, you know, that you should eat three hours before an endurance event, you know, well, exactly. or See, don't. It, 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 that's where it's getting. That's where it all comes from is yep. it's the, it's the, the hammer way of, of fueling. Yeah. You know, that, that's where I learned that from. And I've tested that and I've adopted it because I know it works. Yeah. I do that too. I do that same um, thing. The whole the whole hunger pangs thing that's uh that's more of a mental thing. That's just your body telling you know, it's a survival mechanism. Oh, right, your stomach's empty, trying to get food in there, so you know it creates the signals that you're hungry. You know, it's just a. But realistically, I mean, your your reserves are topped off, and you know you've got a unlimited supply of, of body fat stores. So I mean, really, you just gotta you just gotta the hunger pangs will go away <laughs> when yeah. you start running. You oh, know, yeah. once Absolutely. once your body changes gears, you know, it realizes, okay, we don't gotta worry about that shit no more. It's time to time to get other systems rolling. Right. <clears throat> All right, Izzy man. Last question, man. What advice would you give to somebody that is thinking about pulling the trigger to go do an ultra, man? 
just, uh, you know, trust the process, trust your training, you know, keep on going, do not stop, do not quit, you know, um, you know, as long as you don't stop and you throw, don't throw in the towel, I mean, you will, I mean, you will finish, you know. Word up, man. Well, hey, man, uh, that's all the questions I got, man. You want to uh, add where people can, like, follow you on, like, Instagram and all? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram, Izzy, o- Izzy underscore OCR. Yeah. Um, that's really the, the only social media I have. Right. I'm not on Facebook. It's a personal one, but for OCR-related stuff, it's it's mostly Instagram. Right. And you can see where y'all, you and Noel do sweat check videos and shit all the time. <laughs> they, yeah, people can tune in with the sweat checks. They can get involved. Um, you know, and, was and it Noel's the one that started all that sweat check stuff, right? Um, sweat check was started. It wasn't. It wasn't Noel or I that started it, but we adopted it. Right. You know, we we adopted it. We're definitely the catalyst that that they got it burning big and bright right. to where it is now. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, hey, Easy, man. I appreciate you taking time to do this, man. And sorry I kept you a little more than an hour, man. But, uh, man, I hope to see you. In, I will see you in Killington in a, a little less than three weeks now, man. So Yeah, it's like 16 days or something. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Are you <laughs> ready? Excited, I am, it's too. It's going to be a good one. I am, too. I hope I don't get busted up in West Virginia this weekend. Oh, man. Uh, you're going to have such a good time. I, know, I wish man. I could be there, but we'll, we'll look forward to it next year. Yeah, man. Well, hey, man, it's good talking to you, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Izzy again for taking time to talk to us. If you see me at West Virginia this weekend, come up to me and say what's up. If you see me at Killington in a few weeks and I'm not dead, come up to me and say what's up. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, hey, we'll see you at next race. Peace. Peace.